0: If you'd like to leave your thoughts on this interview or ask our gurus a question, visit softwaresecuritygurus.com or leave us a voice message by visiting anchor.fm forward
1: slash software security gurus. Welcome to the Software Security Gurus webcast. My name is Mathias Madou. I'm the CTO and co-founder of Secure Code Warrior. With me today, I'm very pleased to have Sven Schwan. Welcome Sven.
0: Hello, I'm glad to be with you today.
1: Fantastic, Sven. Do you mind saying a few words about yourself?
0: Sure. So, um, like Matthias mentioned, my name is Sven Schran. I'm working now for nearly 14 years in the automotive industry. Um, I'm started uh, with development of basic software, which means uh, network communication, diagnostics, memory stack um, things, and so on. And since more a little bit more than four years now, I take care about um, the product security in the automotive business. Um, my company is the Robot Bosch GmbH, which is one of the uh, biggest automotive suppliers in the world. So we have um, business with nearly every car manufacturer, which is placed somewhere in the world, um, nice. and there we. I think we have also a a very good overview. And in my free time, um, I'm engaged uh, in the automotive security research group, which is an open community where we share also information between um, hobbyists, uh, professionals, and also academic uh, people. And um, in this organization, I lead um, the European region.
1: Fantastic. And I definitely want to chat about that during the webcast. But first thing that strikes me already is I see that a lot, you know, in back 20 years ago, people were working in the open source in their spare time and it became critical components in all systems. Same for web security. There's OAS. people do that in their spare time, but it is super important and seems that you have a very similar story. And in general, the automotive industry has a similar story. You you do the this, in your spare time, but at the same time, you know it's it's hugely important and super critical in the world. So yes, thank you very much. Thanks for coming on, and I actually have three topics in mind, and I'll park the the, the ASRG one for now because you're the I think the first one that has real uh, embedded security and systems experience for 14 years so I would love to dive a little bit deeper because quite often people on the webcast have have web experience um, um, but not really see I guess see C++, C++ uh, very low level um, mm-hmm. assembly level quite often um, uh, experience with systems um, so when I think about um, web development and companies in web development, I've, I quite often see, well, they, they, have a breach and then they do a pen test and from a pen test um, they go to static analysis because they want to find more of these system, more of these problems and from static analysis they go to educate the, the developers. Is there like a natural progression in embedded systems where, where people go through a couple stages before they really grasp onto securing and designing um, embedded systems with security in mind?
0: Um, yes, it is. Um... So for the automotive industry, let me start with this. Um, We are compared with other industries like the the web application or the IT industry in general, we are very late to take care about security, to be honest. (laughs) So uh, we woke up, um, I would say, seven or eight years ago, really by this um, famous publication from um, um, the guys Miller and Wallacek with this uh, famous cheap hack. So, um, with this publication, um, the whole industry start investing uh, a lot of money in, in this direction because they phased out it is possible uh, to hack a car and to take the control uh, away from the driver. And this is um, a very important thing because the automotive industry before took a lot of care about functional safety. So to um, prevent horrible accidents and accidents by um, by faults in the hardware and so on. Um, and this shows, OK, you can take care about the, uh, safety. But if an hacker is possible to take over the control, then he can um, make malicious um, attacks, which leads again to to some accidents right and, and therefore we started to take care so what we do in in the time we can learn a lot from the i.t industry for example um, but we have the challenge that um, especially in, in my um, work area we take care like you mentioned um, of embedded systems and here the big difference is Mainly the resources. So we have not huge resources like the servers in the in the web application, for example. We have only small RAM, small ROM, uh, and also um, we need to take uh, care about um, the runtime of the functions and so on. Um, but we take we need to take handle um, security measures to mitigate the risks. Finally, with this. Um, um, reduced resources, and uh, this is one of the main challenges that we have. Um, so we cannot install, for example, one hundred certificates uh, for for each user or mm-hmm. developer or um, test engineer or something like that. Um, and we can also not. Um, um, let run on on the embedded device some functionalities which consumes a lot of runtime in in, in the background for security calculations, um, because the runtime is for sure uh, also used for the critical um, calculations. So if you imagine your car is um, going unstable in, in in a curve, you want not. Um, take the complete uh, runtime for security calculations. You want to control somehow mm-hmm. the brake system mm-hmm. and the steering system so that the car will not going away from the street. Yeah. Um, and um, we have also placed the process, a security process where we learned um, on one hand from the safety experience from the past, but also from the, from the security, yeah, um, best practices from the from the other industries. So normally we, we start also to do um, a threat and risk analysis to know which threats really available for the different products or systems or the whole cars itself or the, the back end systems uh, which are communicating with the cars and so on. And there we figure out um, what we have for big risks and um, this risk, we take care to develop security concepts, which are possible um, in in the embedded world as well, and to mitigate the risks finally. and um, Also, if you look um, on the software side, um, we do also static or dynamic code analysis, um, fuzzy testing, pen testing on the systems um, to find also out additional threats, that we might not have in mind before in the theoretical analysis.
1: Mm-hmm. One thing I'm always split into because now you're talking about the embedded systems and the limited resources, but uh, I thought there were, you know these Im- embedded systems they become larger and larger what's on a chip today is almost a computer of 10 years ago or even 5 years ago yes. i don't know yes. so while you say limited resources at the same time if that becomes a full computer i think that poses a risk as well because suddenly you can it is so powerful that embedded system that more powerful attacks are possible or taking control of that chip makes it makes more powerful attacks um, possible against other components in, in the car, for example. So I would say that poses a risk as well, no?
0: Yes, it is true. Um, so um, this reduced resources um, for several devices, uh, the interest of the car manufacturers is um, to have cheap systems, right? And uh, yep. if this is the requirement, um, then we are limited and we have to look on the, yeah, chip who can fulfill the requirement but not have is too powerful and and too expensive. But now um, we are changing also in the automotive industry. And we're going in the direction, for example, to the automated driving. And for the automated driving, quite powerful, yeah. we say it, uh, also computers inside the car are needed. They are also connected via ethernet and, and other Wi-Fi and so on. Bluetooth um, and all these interfaces um, for sure uh, increase the, the risk for threats. Because then also the experienced guys from the IT world has. Now, an in interest to hack cars as well because they can use the same interfaces, the same weaknesses or vulnerabilities to come into the car. And you are right, um, for the car computers or vehicle computers, then we have also microprocessors and we have uh, the known um, operating systems with known weaknesses on board and so on. And um, from us as security engineers um, this is not not a real good development because we have a lot of more challenges that we had in the past but um, we need to handle it somehow because um, the world is going in the direction of automated driving and everything is connected and so on
1: yeah. And so the, 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 the chips and the systems that you're designing right now, is that solely for the car industry um, or are these chips, for example, also used in, gosh, I don't know, refrigerators? Because yeah. these days we we connect everything to the internet.
0: Yeah. It's a mix, mixture to be honest. Um, so there are some, depends on the device as well. Um, so for example, if you have an entertainment system in the car, this could be used chips that are also in the electronic industry are used uh, more or less. And if in the real safety critical um, systems like the brake system or the steering system, there very often will be used chips which will really design for the automotive industry.
1: Okay. But, but even not if it's completely. Okay.
0: Yeah. Not completely. So they normally took from a, open family a device but they add something or change something in, which is automotive industry uh, but this, typical.
1: But, yeah but the software is different the software is unique to the car industry then the yes
0: i would say like this um and normally um they tried also to standardize it in in the last you know, 15 years i would say um so the basic software was a It's basic functionalities like um, diagnostics, operating system, uh, memory stack handling, or uh, communication network. Um, This is now, um, yeah, defined in a standard which is called AUTOSAR, and most of the um, car manufacturers are requesting to follow this architecture finally. And this is um, only automotive. Yeah, it's automotive um, related then.
1: And I'm I'm always wondering, like back in the day, even even computers were not designed to be connected. Like we always say, well, things were not designed to be on the Internet. Well, even the computer that we're using was not designed to be connected because there was a personal computer before there was the internet and people were just doing things on their machine by themselves without being connected. But we've learned from that experience. So suddenly we started to co- connect all our computers and and we saw, well, gee, we need to take care of, of the security in general. Did we learn from that experience now that we're doing the same thing in cars? And um, now that cars were not designed to be connected, we... S- you wanted to connect them. Did we learn from yeah. that experience?
0: So it's it's really the same in our industry. So 20 years before, nobody could imagine that the car uh, is communicating with some servers or some internet services or with the smartphones or something like that. And today, um, these interfaces are existing, right? And so it was also Mm, yeah, a kind of a surprise in our uh, business, um, and we have also to learn about that. This, also, the communication systems, um, which was used twenty years ago, um, was not taking care about it. So um, it was, for example, no security mechanism planned yeah. <laughs> at this time um, for the communication between the different devices in the car, because. Nobody could imagine that there is a communication to some devices outside, like computers or smartphones. But um, I, I think um, we try to learn from the other businesses, um, but sometimes it's it's not so easy because um, the automotive business is yeah some dedicated business which some own rules and. Um, Normally, the stress level is very high so that mm-hmm. it's not so much time to be connected with other industries to share the information um, in a regular base, I would say. But we try when it is possible, mm-hmm. then for sure we look to learn.
1: Do you think it's going fast enough that the change from you know when the incident seven years ago happened? Do you think enough progress is made in the last seven years? Or is it going too slow, in your opinion? Mm,
0: I think there was a, a good process. So the the awareness is increasing. You can feel it. So everyone today talk about security. This mm-hmm. seven or six years ago, it was not the case. Um, but it's also not so easy to introduce um, every um, security measures to mitigate the risks. Right. So. Um, and it's also, uh, like in the other industries as well, it's a question of the uh, budget or the costs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for sure, to it, it could be more faster, but then um, it's also needed to invest more budget. And um, mm-hmm. this is also a problem. Another problem is um, you need a lot of experience. So if you want to design really uh, security measures which are, effective, um, then it's needed that you have also a, a good experience and knowledge about the systems in the car and how they work and uh, um, how they interact uh, f- between the devices in the network and uh, and all this stuff. And um, for this, you need also some years to understand it really, to
1: mm-hmm.
0: have it in, in the had in that case that you understand really the, the devices and the behaviors and, um, and such things. And on top, you need also a very good security experience. And this mm-hmm. was also in the in the last years, a big problem to get the people that have really this level to design very good um, measures because not only my company was looking for it, right? It was a complete industry and so much people was not available in the market, and mm-hmm. this was another factor why it's not going so fast. Like we would li- have it.
1: Yeah, I do think it's it's super important. It's a critical part of the way we live today. A car, and yes. as well as um, well, if you think about it, if you say, well, seven years ago there was an incident. Well, these cars' remote updates are pretty hard for all the components in the car. Yes, it's possible to update certain components, but definitely not all the components over the wire, which means that, you know what, you have to get all the cars in to do an update if there is a security issue. So that's a major problem because I would assume that nobody is driving particular cars or people with knowledge will not drive certain cars because they're aware of problems in the car without naming names. Are there cars that you avoid or would avoid without naming names? for security Um, reasons
0: for security reasons uh, to be honest uh, my opinion is that the older cars are better than the newer ones (laughs) because they have not so much attack surfaces and so much computers on board and so on right
1: you're not a great salesman for the car industry (laughs) yes no, so let's. let's it was switch.
0: my private opinion, right?
1: I know, I know, I know, I know, absolutely, absolutely. But I agree. Like no, but but from also from um, um, a hands-on work, what you can do with a car. A car twenty years ago, if it broke down, with yeah. your bare hands, you could actually go in there and fix it with exactly, a little bit of yeah. tools, of course. Yeah, yeah. Today, if a car breaks down, there is no way that you can actually get the car back up on the road with just the two hands and a little bit of tools. You need a computer.
0: The the complexity was increasing amazingly in the last, uh, I would say 12, 15 years, yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's uh, uh, switch gears and let's go to the ASRG. The way I think about the ASRG, and correct me if I'm wrong. Well, there's the OWASP for web applications. It's a community where people help it, help out each other. You do research. It's mainly in the spare time. But the idea is, hey, let's do some knowledge sharing, and as a group, we will we will do better. So the way I think about the ASRG is something similar for the automotive industry, where hey, let's share knowledge. Let's come together. Um, let's share. Information. Let's pitch ideas. Let's see what we can do. Um, you're the European coordinator. Um, yes. To tell me a little bit more. Do you have a US counterpart? Do you have a counterpart in Asia? How How does it look like?
0: Yes, exactly. So um, we have a management team. Let me say like this: um, where we have leaders for the different continents and different regions. So we have one for the Asia and for the for the APEC region, then we have one for the Americas, and we have one for the Middle East and Africa, and me from for the European region, um, and we coordinate more or less uh, the, the different regions, and we synchronize us uh, regularly as well to know uh, what is happening in in the other regions and so on, and to plan something which we want to roll out worldwide or in these directions that's organized in in that direction. But what is also important, what we want to support is that um, every region or also every location um, can do a little bit their own things. So we want to have this um, uh, localized organization to support also um, topics which are specially uh, taken care in one particular region in the world, for example.
1: And is the European branch bigger than Asia, for example, or than the US? What What's the little bit of the, the
0: yeah. sizes? It, um, it's based, so the foundation of the Asia she was in Germany um, mm-hmm. a little bit more than four years ago now. Um, and we was growing first also in, in, in Germany and um, during the last two years we we are all out it worldwide uh, finally today we are present in in all continents um, which we are really appreciated and um, but from the founding aspects i think um, it's the main part that the european region is still the biggest um, of our regions right. but the asia is growing very fast <laughs>
1: Okay, and I was wondering, do you, do you have all the major players covered? Are are you happy with the people in there, or is it like, well, you know what, we're still missing a couple that would be that should be in there?
0: Yeah, sure. There, there are still a couple of um, partners which can can be come in, and we would be happy to have it. Um, but I think we have cover a lot of them so we like i said um, from the region we are present in every region and also from the members and the uh, participants uh, we cover a lot of different people So there are some people from the car manufacturers participating from the suppliers participating from some infrastructure uh, companies are participating but not only from the industry also from the ac- academics which we are really proud about that uh, because we also recognize that um, it, it's not so easy to um, bring together the academic researchers uh, with the industry. And um, t- this point we want also to support. And um, it seems that it's work, work out very well. And we are also happy about that. And we have also hobbyists. So uh, okay. people which work maybe in a different um, area, but are interested to know about um How the security is going on in the automotive industry and also this is from our point of view very good um, to make it possible to bring these people also together and this is also an opportunity where the automotive industry can also learn from from other industries
1: and and if you say universities, are these people then more on the embedded software or more on the security side or where, where do academia come in here or on on every front?
0: Um, so we look uh, at least for partners which combine two areas here. Okay. Uh, it, okay, it should be related to the automotive industry and should be related to security. So it from the academics, it can come from both of these sides, um, but we want to have somehow a relation. So it's we don't look for it, but we, we are open for everyone, right? So like I said,
1: mm-hmm. if
0: mm-hmm. there is a private interest or it's just enough to, to be part, a member of us or, some, or contribute something, it's possible. But I'm dedicated, we're looking for people who has to do something with security for auto, for the automotive
1: industry. Okay, but so in, go ahead. May, maybe
0: Sorry. to add um, something, with the automotive industry, we, we don't want to focus on the vehicles itself, right? Okay. Uh, so today we know um, we have all this connectivity. We want to go in the direction of smart cities. We have this electrification where we have um, okay. charging stations, for example, and all these infrastructure parts as well as um, the servers in the background is also in the focus, not only the vehicles.
1: Okay, the the entire ecosystem essentially. Yes. Okay, Um, so in in Asia, um, I I would assume that that more companies produce cars, that there's more suppliers of cars, and they also take security seriously because they joined the ASRG then. Yeah. Okay. And um, over there, is is it a huge increase? Is it a lot of new startups or do you see a lot of um, uh, uh, old existing companies in there?
0: It's a mixture of both. Um, So maybe one interesting um, story about that. We was, for example, also contacted by a security department of police uh, in India. So they have a make a partnership with us and uh, we have made also um, a joint um, conference there where they brought also um, students from some academics um, to the police department and learn together about security. This was also really interesting oh, that nice. also the police contacted us.
1: <laughs> well, I think there's good reasons because, you know, the black box out of planes, well, yeah. I would assume there's something in a car that locks and I can see why the police wants to be involved in security Yeah, sure. because naturally there's also tampering with the black box and can that be done and so on and so forth. Yeah, that's right. So Sven, I have a last question for you. Um, I know you're, you're a car guy, you you like cars, <laughs> and I know that you like visiting places. I know that you've visited Europe back in the day. As a car guy, <laughs> how do you visit Europe? <laughs> Not by
0: car. <laughs> in the most cases, I use really the, the planes. <laughs>
1: The planes. I've I've also heard the the story where you visited Europe bike by, by boat.
0: Yes, I visited also by a, <laughs> a big boat. <laughs> Let me say like this: um, I made a cruise, um, in the north of Europe. Um, but my uh, my travels with the plane is more in the direction of the south of Europe. Uh, so I, I like the uh, the beaches there and the sun yeah. um, and nice. so on.
1: If if there's one car you would pick to travel around Europe, which car would it be?
0: Oh, I oh. I think a good car to travel around Europe would be um, the I don't know what is the current model, the T six, I guess, from Volkswagen. So this okay. uh, yeah. camping bus. Yeah. I think yeah, this is a, a real nice car if you want um, to travel by car a lot of kilometers to see a lot of places in europe
1: yes but if you break down with the t6 you can't do anything if it was a t1 (laughs) you would be able to dig in and get it fixed right
0: this is correct yeah so the the (laughs) t1 will be um yeah yeah. also a a very good experience right Uh, and you have really the feeling that you drive a car
1: (laughs) absolutely if you still can find one because they go a lot of money these days yes yeah so in the South,
0: South America, you find a lot of still.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, that's interesting. Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, it will not be produced anymore because um, now they uh, have also some safety regulations in place there, okay. but um, you can still buy a lot of used cars, which are also in, in a good um in a good situation
1: condition. Yeah, okay. Sven, thank you very, very much for accepting this chat to come on the Software Security Gurus webcast. It was a fantastic chat. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, thank you as well for having me. And um, it was a pleasure to be with you here.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. Software Security Gurus is sponsored by Secure Code Warrior. The Secure Coding Company.